very firm believer in the green light, orange light, red light Mm -hmm. theory. And you may find that people still have their red light on and perhaps they're not ready or things like that. You might have your red light on. You're looking at me so condescendingly right now. No, I'm thinking I don't have my red light on. You fucking have. <laughs> you have a fucking stop sign on. That's what you have on. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Honest, the podcast. My name is Kara. My name is Amanda and I'm definitely not as eloquent as you. That sounded so lush. Like wow. I can't describe <laughs> it in any other way. Thank you so much. It's like I was listening to like an audiobook or something. Well, not that I do that, but you know. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> in fact, I've really tried to get you to do that many times. I'm going to. I'm going to. It's like a new hobby that I'm going to try and participate What are you going to listen to? I want to listen to Atomic Habits that you've been talking about. I want to listen to like self-help kind of stuff because the irony of us recording this podcast right now, me saying this sentence that I'm about to say (laughs) um, is quite interesting, but I'm kind of sick of listening to podcasts. And so I really want to have an audiobook moment. Look, that, I I kind of relate to that. Mm. I felt a little bit uninspired by like podcasts and I'm going to say it, even music lately, <gasps> which I hate saying. No, but we haven't had much new music lately. No, we haven't. We, I'm we like, went through a period last year where it was just like six months of nonstop uh-huh. albums being released. Like we had like Halsey, Taylor Swift re-recordings. We had Lord and then nothing. And then nothing. So it kind of makes sense, I guess, to yeah. be uninspired. Yeah. This honestly would be the perfect time for an Audible sponsorship. No offence. <laughs> I mean, we can hint. We can hint a lot. We can continue hinting all episode if we need to. (laughs) Audible if you're watching this. (laughs) Anyway, what do you have to be honest about this week, Duck Dog Millionaire? Well, (laughs) that nickname just never gets old, does it? I have to be honest about the fact that, I mean... If you're watching us on YouTube, then it's incredibly it's, it's obvious. Incredibly <laughs> obvious. But if you're listening, the bangs are back. I got my bangs cut in again. Bangs are back, baby. It was a spontaneous decision mm-hmm. that I woke up, had a hair appointment that day, and I was like, I think I'm just gonna like get my bangs cut in. I have something to say. I don't think bangs are ever anything but a spontaneous decision for yes. anyone. Yes. <laughs> like the few times in my life that I have gotten bangs cut. It has purely been on a whim. Like, I walk into the salon and I'm like, just do it. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I just don't think you can plan it. Have you been seeing that thing on Reels on Instagram? I'm sure it's a thing on TikTok, but as we know, TikTok is not my friend. As we know, you're not like other girls. Yeah, I'm not like other girls. Although I am on TikTok now, everybody. Oh, she is like other girls. (laughs) I uploaded my first TikTok this week. Yeah. I don't really know what to do with that, but anyway. (laughs) I can't remember my point. <laughs> what was I fucking talking? You about? were talking about. Oh, I said how like bangs oh, are spontaneous. Reels, yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's this thing that people are doing on Instagram where they go to their hairdresser and they put like two pieces of paper and it's uh. like shorter or longer or brunette or. Blonde. I have a theory that they're all faked though. You would say <laughs> that. That is, so, and it's so me to believe it. I'm sorry. But, okay, okay, at least with, like, big-time influencers, mm-hmm. there is no way in hell that these people <laughs> whose, like, image is so important to their brand uh-huh. are going to a hairdresser and being, like, redhead or brunette, and they're choosing the brunette just conveniently. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I don't believe it. It is like me to be very sceptical, but yeah. it is like you to not be. 
<laughs> anyway, were you thinking of doing that? No, I wasn't thinking of doing that. Okay. But I was just thinking about that yeah. in that moment. Anyway, <laughs> I have my bangs back and it is like this reset. I feel like it's, it's 2018 again. Yeah. I am thriving and even though I Would hate... Would you say it's 2018? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That wasn't the best year for you. I but 2018 was a great year. 2019, not a good year. 2018, a True. great year. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Thank you. It's, How could I you shouldn't not really assume that? that I know better than yourself about your life. But anyway, the bangs <laughs> are back. I feel good about it. And mm-hmm. I feel myself again, even though I hate having to take a long time to style my hair every day. I did not style my hair today. I think that you rock the unstyled bangs look. Like, they look great right now. You reckon? And every time I've seen you since you've got them done, I'm like, how does this bitch look this good effortlessly? Well, it's, I, I think understand. it's just that I am myself again. It's true. Yeah. The bangs are a lifestyle choice. They yeah. aren't just a fashion choice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what do you have to be honest about this week? Okay, I'm going to take a left turn because this is in no way related to what you just spoke about. I have to be honest about the fact that, and I am going to talk about Sex in the City yet again or in Just Like That yet again, as we all know, I think I had a bit of a rant about it last year, about how people were saying it was crap and I don't think it was crap. Mm-hmm. We watched the last episode of the season last night mm-hmm. and I fucking loved it. It was brilliant. I'm with you on that. And I don't get because obviously like we watched it a week late and I saw a lot of articles I didn't read them because I didn't want any spoilers but I saw a lot of articles and Instagram posts that were basically like oh it's like not that good like it's such a bad ending and I was kind of like okay prepare yourself to be a bit disappointed Mm -hmm. I really liked it I thought the ending was brilliant yeah I'm like spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet don't listen to this right now because we're going to (laughs) talk about it but like Miranda having her red hair back iconic Charlotte getting baptized iconic not baptized what did she get um she got they missed they Mitzford. They Mitzford. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Our non-religious background is showing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Carrie, iconic, gets her own podcast and hooks up with the hot podcast producer, which we did know was going to happen the whole time. Because you, when you watch the first episode of Anne just like that. There's so many shots of him, and all he's doing is laughing at Carrie, and you're like, he is too hot to not be. Meaningful. I hate that you said that because I said that last I night. I know, but I was thinking it the entire time and I said that. I was like, he is literally so hot. Like, there has to be something. I want to have sex with him too much for him to just be a random Oh, my extra God, I want to have sex thing. with him too. He is hot. He's so He's a hot. hot. Daddy. Anyway, we all knew it was going to happen. I'm yes. excited for if they do a second season. I'm, like, almost certain they will. They will. Why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. I think that the episode was great. I think that I'm... I will admit that I'm enjoying, like, I enjoyed the series as a whole for what it was. Mm. Like, I completely think that a lot of the, um, I guess, criticisms over, like, Miranda's character are valid and, like, maybe some of the way that it was written wasn't the best. Like, obviously, it's not a perfect show, but mm. I really enjoyed it on the whole. Like, I was really looking forward to watching it every week. Yeah. I found it quite comforting and I found it really, like we already spoken about, really cool to see older women on the screen i do think that i would have preferred not to sound perverted but i would have preferred to see more sex scenes or like sexuality <laughs> from yeah them because i just i mean we got charlotte blowing harry and we got <laughs> che fingering miranda and which then was we, hot, and we got Bra- you know, we like, got brady having sex which i don't want to see we don't need to see we don't need to see a 17 year old male having sex no, like absolutely so not. sorry i want to see hot producer and carrie having sex exactly 
So the criticisms, while I do think there are like a lot of really valid ones, I really enjoyed it and I'm really looking forward to the next season. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing where this potential relationship with Carrie and this producer goes. Mm-hmm. And I actually really enjoyed, even though like I guess the show as a whole is about like the dating kind of life of the women, mm. I enjoyed that they kind of gave Carrie like quite a – I want to say realistic, but I probably don't have the um, experience to speak on grief, especially the level of grief that Carrie was feeling in the show in terms of losing her husband. Mm. But I feel like they didn't rush it for the sake of, like, we need to make her date so that the show's interesting. Like, I found Carrie so likeable, which was surprising to me Uh because she's so unlikable in the Sex and the City series. (laughs) She really is. She's so unlikable, Mm -hmm. but I loved her. And every fucking outfit she wore was so fucking iconic and I just loved it overall. Yeah. I just, I loved it. Yeah. Especially the very last outfit in the finale. The dress on the bridge in Mm -hmm. Paris. I loved the way that they kind of like juxtapose like the way the last episode of the se- the series ended mm. and the last episode of it just like that anyway spoken about it for too long i really liked it don't come for me this is my hot take the end <laughs> <laughs> and on the topic of sex in the city we're going to we're going to lead ourselves into the topic of today's episode mm-hmm. which is that occasionally a girl will feel a little lost ducky was so proud of that segue <laughs> I think that was really good. That like, was really I think good. I'm nailing this podcast thing. Which I think I think after two years you might be nailing Have it. Have we really been doing this for two oh, years? Almost. Yeah. Wow. I know. It's wild. Yeah. Anyway, that if you didn't catch it, that was a quote from the series Sex yeah. in the City. Occasionally a gal might find herself a little lost. Yeah. Which is true. Which is true. I personally feel lost semi often. Oh, same. <laughs> I literally two weeks ago was like I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing with my life and I don't even know where to start to try and figure out what I'm doing with my life. I think that my existence is an undercurrent of what the fuck am I doing with my life and then it's just like there are just times when it comes to the surface Mm -hmm. and then it will go back down again. But it's always there. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, I think, I mean, not to like summarise this whole episode in one sentence but I think that kind of like everyone is lost and mm. will be forever that's and the episode guys we're done <laughs> see, see you next week <laughs> but truly like I feel like most people that I know are lost in some way I literally called my dad when I was lost and he's 59 and he was like I have no idea what I'm doing your dad is iconic my if dad I can so say iconic. so he's dating at 59 can I say that I think so I think that's fine yeah I think that's if fine that's not iconic like that makes me feel not that I relate to him as a 59-year-old male, <laughs> but that makes me feel, like, great in terms of, like, I think he's really living his best life. Oh, yeah. And showing that, like, life I – th- I think we do think that life ends at a certain age, even though it physically literally doesn't end. Yes. So I feel like we kind of get lost in this thing of, like – oh my God, like I need to get everything done now or by the time I'm 30 or 35 or 40 because by that time everything's going to be done Mm. and whatever. It's kind of like we think that there's like an expiration date and if we haven't achieved things by a certain time, we're just locked into that life forever. Totally. And I think in the same like kind of theme, I guess, 
I think a lot of the time we are looking for a certain level of happiness that we perhaps feel is like so unattainable Mm. or we get to a point where we're like, I'm not happy because I've been doing the same thing for so long and we're always looking for more. And I think it can be really great to like always be wanting more from life. But Mm. I think that like finding true happiness and this idea of like needing certain things in order to be happy, Mm -hmm. it almost is redundant because it's like you're always going to want more yeah want more we're all changing and evolving continuously I mean I personally can say I'm not the same person I was literally two years ago Mm. so like of course what makes me happy now is going to be different than what I had two years ago yeah absolutely and I think that that's kind of like something that when we think about like what does it mean to be happy what is true happiness like am I happy like is this actually it like that kind of thing we're forgetting that what's happy for us now it might not be happy for us in five years Mm. or one year or one month even Mm -hmm. or even honestly sometimes the next day because I think we need and I think we talk about this quite a lot on the podcast like you really need to take yourself as like the multifaceted being that you are in Mm -hmm. terms of what you need and who you are and how you change Mm -hmm. day to day month to month year to year because like you just said, what we want now and what we need now is not the same as what we would have needed or wanted a year ago. Mm. And so I think it only makes sense that our happiness kind of flows, ebbs and flows with that. Yeah. Mm. So basically in today's episode, (laughs) (laughs) we will be teaching you how to be happy. (laughs) We're going to talk about that feeling of being lost, that feeling of what the fuck am I doing with my life and what true happiness is and whether we will ever find it, Mm -hmm. essentially. What do you think, and I know this is probably a bit of a tough question, Uh and I certainly can't answer it, so I'm not looking forward to when you throw it back to me, Yeah. but what do you think right now your uh, understanding of happiness is? Well, I think that happiness is dependent on the person. For you, I mean. For me? Yes. Oh, okay. Brilliant. So you're the person that is dependent on. I'm the person. Okay. (laughs) Well, to me, happiness is... Uh, being surrounded by people that love me and who I love. It is uh, moving my body in a way that feels good and fulfilling. It is spending time in nature, again, with people that I love. It is freedom. It is Mm. success. It is many, many things. Mm. Uh, I guess that's the best way to describe it for myself. Mm -hmm. What about you? I think, I mean, I definitely agree with most of what you just said. Actually, I agree with all of it for myself in certain ways. Uh I think for me, relationships and friendships, as we've talked about a lot in the podcast, are like absolutely central to my happiness. Mm -hmm. Like last night we were hanging out. We had our Wednesday night dinner with our close group of girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And I always just come away from those nights being like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Yeah, Like I can go into hanging out with my close friends feeling super down super anxious just like not myself and I always come out of it feeling better Mm. and there are just these moments where I just feel like I'm on top of the world like what could I possibly ever need Mm -hmm. besides this yeah um and obviously you do need things besides that I I agree with what you said in terms of moving your body like and learning to do that in a way that is healthy for Mm. you and your body and your mind and that's Mm -hmm. something that I'm learning but as I learn it I'm realizing how important it is yeah for me, creativity is also, like, a huge thing. So, True. And I know that is something for you as well. Like, this podcast is the perfect example of that. Like, I am I feel – this is the second episode we're recording for the year. And 
I felt, I realized this week that I felt quite down without realizing it because we hadn't been recording and we Mm. hadn't been uploading and we hadn't been, you know, coming up with ideas and like working on things because we were so busy in the first month of the year. Yeah. And that really impacted it. And I kind of had this moment where I was like, oh my God, the podcast, like I knew it added value to my life and that it really made me happy, but it was like, I'm really like it really is like a really good part of my life. Totally. And that obviously goes with writing and reading and stuff like that and all the creative outlets for that for me mean a lot. Yeah. I think the thing that's interesting when we talk about, you know, what happiness is to us now and, you know, things that fulfill us and make us feel happy is the fact that, as I touched on earlier, these things that like personally make me happy now are not the same things that would have made me happy Mm. 10 years ago for example five years ago whatever you Mm -hmm. know because I am continuing to grow and evolve and I'm certain it would be the same for you there are certain things that make you feel really happy and really fulfilled and when you mentioned about friendship and how you come away from that feeling so good I remember I went on a first date recently and it was like a good first date and everything like that it wasn't like the most amazing date of my life but I came home from it and I was like thinking you know do I want to see this guy again and that sort of thing and then I I sat with myself and I was like I'm really fucking happy in my life like Mm -hmm. I feel really fulfilled by everything else around me and I don't know that this person is going to like add value right Mm -hmm. whereas like for example five years ago all I wanted was to be in a romantic relationship and that's all I thought would make me happy so going on a date with anyone would be super exciting to me yeah and like I guess like that's why sometimes you find you found yourself in the past in a place where you would date people who might not be right for you yeah and obviously we've all done that I've done that (laughs) um but I think like that's a great point it's that when you kind of hone in on what it is that makes you happy and what it is that makes you feel good about yourself Mm. other things can kind of click into place and I think breaking them down into little things like what you said like what we just both spoke about which is you know friendships make me happy exercise creativity like spending time by myself, like actually having tangible ideas of like what elements Mm. make you happy and like add up to happiness makes it so much less overwhelming. Yes. Because I think that the idea of achieving – everyone's trying to be happy. Mm -hmm. The one thing – this is a little bit of a tangent, but Uh when I was in year 11, I did philosophy, Mm -hmm. which was the most iconic class I've ever taken in my whole entire life. (laughs) I actually kind of am like, how did they grade – a philosophical exam. Yeah. Well, it's like, how did they grade? Um, not. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? I just realized I was really just like making it about me. But like, <laughs> but like, I I would always think this because I did theater studies and yeah. it was like my favorite subject and arguably my best subject. And I always thought like our exam, like forty percent of our grade for the entire year was one seven minute monologue for people we'd never met before. Mm. And I always thought, how do they grade this? Like yeah. it's all opinion. subjective. Yeah. 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 It would be really hard. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> um I yeah, I was doing philosophy and we were learning about all the different like philosophical, I guess like uh theories and things like that on humans and life and everything. Mm. And we had this conversation about how everyone and this is not groundbreaking i'm not i'm not really not trying to act like it is we had this conversation about everyone 
whether it's like the biggest narcissist you know uh-huh. or the kindest, most beautiful person you know and everyone in between, people who make awful decisions that you, th- you think like, why on earth are you doing that? Like mm. you're hurting yourself, you're hurting other people, like you're clearly unhappy. Everyone is doing things because they are trying to be happy. Mm. Everything everyone does, like that's just how we're wired as humans. Totally. And I think that when we try and, you know, fathom what makes me happy, mm. it feels like there's a big like just intangible thing this Mm. intangible feeling that we feel like we can't control like we don't have any control over it sometimes Mm -hmm. and so I do feel like breaking it down to little things like what we just said is really helpful yeah absolutely and I think that's the thing is like a lot of the time we can focus on the big things like for example I'm sure both of us have goals at the moment of things Mm. that we feel would make us feel really happy and really fulfilled and they could be really big goals like I know a lot of people our age and we'll get into this conversation don't you worry (laughs) but a lot of people our way just starting to think about like getting married and having kids because they're starting to think about it or they're doing it yeah a lot of people are doing it it's fine but like (laughs) please stop you know and it's very interesting because you know I have friends who that's a huge goal for them is like I want to have kids and it's like that's a fucking big thing to happen to make Mm -hmm. you feel happy it's the same as like perhaps getting a dream job or like saving up to do a big travel trip or something like Mm -hmm. that like whereas those are big things that can make you happy and that's fine. But without the little things, I don't think we really can be day-to-day happy. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah. Because there are a lot of things that we can't control in life. Absolutely. We can't control when we meet the right person. Mm-hmm. We can't sometimes control when we get pregnant, when we find like our dream job. Um, I don't even can't think of other examples. But mm-hmm. like big things that we do put a lot of our happiness on, like family, love, career yeah a lot of those things they're within our control to an extent Mm -hmm. but in a lot of ways they're not so I do think that what I've learned very recently is the key is to you know you can focus on those like it's obviously great to have goals it's great to think I know I want to be a parent I know that I want to get married Mm. I know that I want to do x for my career yeah and that will contribute to my happiness but like what are you doing like day to day that is helping that I guess yeah and that is making you feel fulfilled if you're listening to this right now and you're perhaps in the space where you're like I don't feel fulfilled I don't feel happy I don't feel content and I'm feeling really lost about what I want to do right now I really encourage you to like sit with yourself pause this podcast if you'd like to <laughs> I mean you don't have to but if you'd like to yeah go for it <laughs> and just write down like three simple things that you can do every day that are going to make you feel good mm. like For me personally, it would be drink enough water, go Mm. for a walk and hang out with my cats, for example. Where do I fit in that? (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But right, like those are three simple things that are very easy, achievable things that like make me feel good. Yeah. And I also really want to stress that we're not coming at this from the angle of like, we know how to be happy. No. And we have the answers. (laughs) And like, I'm really, I feel like we're really not speaking on this topic from like a perspective of we figured it out because fucking trust us <laughs> if you lived with that like no we have not figured it out in fact no. we're probably the, we're probably it's the blind leading the blind here let's be honest yes but we're trying to kind of yeah like communicate the way like things that we've learned and also just honestly a little bit of like trying to convince ourselves I think is going mm-hmm. on in, in this and like reaffirm to ourselves because yeah. we've had a lot of conversations on the on this topic over the past I would say six months specifically like Mm -hmm. because last year was quite difficult for both of us it's just 
something that I think we've become more aware of in terms of what it means to us and how we can control it. Yeah. So something I think is super interesting that we should talk about is something that's been present for me and I know has been present with a lot of people that I know is this idea that choosing to do something and thinking it's going to, you know, create change in your life and fulfill you feels like a really big commitment. And whilst there are Mm. some things that like obviously need to actually be committed to, like having a child and getting married and things like that, there are also things that like if you don't like it and it's not fulfilling you, and I speak from a place of privilege here, you don't need to keep doing it, right? Mm. Just say, for example, you decide to take up skateboarding. (laughs) (laughs) Which you did decide to do that for a time last year. I did and I've, I've been telling myself I'll get back into it, right? But like just because I decide to buy a skateboard... And I enjoy doing it for a couple of months and then I don't do it anymore. It's like whatever. It's not something that Mm. makes me feel super fulfilled anymore, right? Mm. And it's the same thing as thinking like I'm going to take this new job, which obviously there's a level of responsibility in a job. But if you decide to take a new job and thinking that it's going to fulfill you and then you're there for a year and you're like I'm really fucking unhappy, again, I'm speaking from a place of privilege, Mm. you don't have to stay at said job. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that we look at things like a permanent a permanent decision in our lives and we don't kind of – a lot of the time we don't consider the fact that we can just see how things go. Yes. And we can just have a play around with like what makes us happy, what doesn't make us happy, what is, you know, adding something to our life, what can we change. Like I also think there's a lot of shame around, you know, maybe starting like a hobby. It's actually – it's funny because like this sounds so ridiculous when you say like, oh, there's a shame around starting a hobby and then quitting it. But it's like, why is there shame around something like that? Uh-huh. Like giving something up if you just don't enjoy it. Yeah. Which it's true. Like you can try something out and if you're not, if you find like, oh, I'm not really liking this or mm. I'm not really good at it and I don't really want to put in the effort to like, you know, be better. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Like just move on, find yeah. something else. Mm-hmm. I also think that it's, I feel like a little bit of a, I don't want to say misconception, but a bit of a hard thing is also when we think about what we can do or changes we can make. And I personally have found in the past that I get caught up in the fact that some changes will come with inevitable downsides in a way. Mm -hmm. Recently, the the best example for me was the fact that I decided to go part-time. I was working full-time, decided to go down to three days a week. And that was something that I was pretty certain was going to be important for my mental health my ability to have a more flexible lifestyle, to work on things like the podcast, to be mm-hmm. more creative. But obviously that also came with a severe pay cut. Mm-hmm. And I was very lucky that my current job allowed me to go from full-time to part-time and it was pretty seamless. Yeah, But I was really stressed about money mm-hmm. for a while. But at the same time, I was like privileged enough to be like, I know I'm going to be fine. It's just that I'm not going to have the level of like luxury that I once had yeah and I was caught up on that for quite a while and then eventually I was like in order to make changes that are going to make me feel better in the long run you do have to sacrifice some things Mm -hmm. like if I sacrifice like eating out three times a week instead of well once a week instead of three times a week for a better mental health like that is a sacrifice that should be made yeah and I just don't think that that's something that needs to be like caught up on because at the same time, exactly what you just said, Mm -hmm. if you do change a job, change career, you know, start studying something or go to part-time and then realise it's just not something that you want to do anymore, it's not working for you, you can 
go back to whatever works best for you. Yeah. And yeah, that's something that I really had to learn late last year. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to note and the real lesson from that is that we are continually evolving, changing people Mm -hmm. and it's very, very likely that we're going to change our mind on a lot of things in our life and that's okay. I think that it's inevitable that we will need completely different things Mm. at one stage in our life to the other. Yeah. Because even on the example of like my work life, in 2020 when I got my full-time job, that was exactly what I needed at that time. Like I had about eight months or 12 months where I was just – I needed like full-time work was what was best for me. Like I was thriving, I was happy, it was great, and then it changed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the perfect example of how as long as you're checking in with yourself and you're making sure that what you're doing is – bringing you happiness and is working for you Mm. you can kind of adapt to suit what you need yeah time definitely I think something I really wanted to talk about that sort of touches on the fact that we're approaching 30 uh, (laughs) (laughs) is this societal pressure to always have it figured out and I think that I've been feeling this a lot lately Mm. because I've been thinking about the fact that like I'm going to be 29 this year my parents had me at 30 and 31 Mm. and I've just started thinking a lot about the fact you know like I don't have a house, my own house. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I want to live long term. Mm -hmm. I enjoy my job, but I'm like, what even is my job? You know, like it's it's a very new industry still, everything that I'm doing. And I also don't have a romantic partner. And whilst there's things that I love about my life, like I've said, there is this certain idea that perhaps I'm not doing what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's not even like... The pressure is coming from anyone around me because my parents are like literally like to me, do whatever (laughs) you want to do. But there is this pressure that comes from inside of me knowing that society expects me to really start figuring it out in the next couple of years. Yeah. Do you feel like it's also, because I think this is definitely the case for me, along with the societal pressure, along with the, you know, the fact that we are kind of like born into a world that expects certain things from us by a certain age. Yeah. Do you think that for you there's an element of if I don't get these things done, I'm going to be unhappy in five years, in ten years? Definitely. And I think there's this idea, especially because like a lot of women are expected to feel maternal and expected to want to have children. Mm. And so I think there is this idea that like, okay, what if I decide not to have children and then I'm 40 and all my friends have kids, Mm -hmm. what the fuck am I going to be doing? And also like, what if I, I think, I think the biggest thing, and I even think about it sometimes is Mm. what if I decide not to have kids and then I really regret it? Yeah. But it's funny because we don't think, we don't talk about what happens if you have kids and you regret it, Mm -hmm. which I guess that's a very taboo subject for many, many reasons. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like it's what am I going to do if, Mm -hmm. like it's this like future driven thought of if I don't do this now, if I don't buy a house now, I'm, am I going to be unhappy if I'm renting for the rest of my life? Because the property market's only going like all that bullshit, whatever. Uh Like if I don't try and put an emphasis on dating right now and I don't find someone to have a long-term relationship with, am I going to be X age and alone and sad? Yeah. I really think that a lot of my anxiety, and this is obviously quite a common thing, but a lot of my anxiety in terms of my happiness and like what my future is going to look like and if I'm going to like it comes from these pressures and this deep fear that I'm not doing enough right now to mm. be happy. I totally at feel that. At a certain that. age. Yeah. And 
then we come back to this little things, big things thing, mm. which is like, okay, but if I'm focusing and like if I spent the next two years of my life, for example, being like all I'm going to do, because for me at the moment the main things I want are financial stability and a romantic partner mm. maybe if they're the right person. <laughs> and if I spend the next two years of my life and all I do is go on dates and save money, am I going to be happy? Mm-hmm. No. Because it's the little things that add up Mm -hmm. to actually making me feel happy and fulfilled. Yeah, I had that exact situation when I was, obviously it was a little bit of a low, lower stakes situation. But when I was in my early 20s and I was planning on going to Europe, um, we planned it like two years in advance. And I was like, oh, you got to save so much money. And I was like, I don't think I want to sacrifice two years of my early 20s Mm. not going out to eat, not going out and partying and, like, not going to concerts and stuff because I want to save, you know, twice as much as I would be able to Mm. to be in Europe. And I understand, like, maybe some people would be totally happy to do that and that's completely fine. Yeah. But I think for me, exactly what you just said, it's like there are certain things that might bring you joy in the moment that if you sacrifice them now, Mm -hmm. you're really just – putting your current happiness on hold for this intangible future happiness that you're hoping will occur. Yeah. Because we really don't know. No. What's going to happen. You don't know what and you don't know. That is the fucked up scary <laughs> thing about life. We can get into that in another episode. <laughs> and so I guess this is all to kind of say that it's unrealistic to feel happy all the time as mm. well. Like I think – that if you're feeling like happiness will be constant happiness, like re- like true happiness is always feeling happy mm-hmm. no matter what, mm-hmm. it's just never going to be no. attained because we're humans now, emotions ebb and flow and like that's just, that's just life. That's yeah. just what happens. Um, I guess it's looking at life as a whole, right? It's mm-hmm. not just about x makes me unhappy and y makes me happy it's like what is my general kind of contentment with Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. do you feel like that's something that you struggle to to consider do you do you look more at like one way or the other like this makes me super happy and you let it cloud the whole thing or like unhappiness the other way no i don't think so i think like there is a certain level of peace that comes from realizing that you won't feel that way forever Mm -hmm. and i even know that way when i'm feeling like super stoked on life i'm like yeah like obviously there are still going to be things like my life's not going to be perfect forever and that's just like a fact and then i also think about that when i'm unhappy as well i'm like i know i'm going to feel better eventually like yeah and i think it's also about not waiting for the other one to happen like I'm really happy right now. Like it's, I'm going to wait for the unhappiness Mm -hmm. to come, like that kind of thing. I've definitely been in that cycle before where I'm like, things are too good. It's suspicious. I'm not going to be this happy for very long. Uh (laughs) Okay, Miss Reedy. So moving on to unprofessional opinions, which if you're new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, unprofessional opinions is a segment that we do in every episode where we answer your questions about that topic or maybe things not related to the topic at all but we really enjoy doing these we also do them as solo episodes every now and again and it's really fun so if you have any questions for us you can find us on instagram at tbh.pod and that's where we post to ask for questions perfect let's get into it let's get into it Okay, so the first question is, I'm happy, but my friends seem to view my life as average. I feel shame for wanting simple. Mm. Mm. 
this is kind of like the perfect question for everything we just spoke about. Yeah. Because what you think is your happiest life or what you think isn't a happy life is not going to be the same for your friends and everyone else. Yeah. So I guess the short answer is it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if they think your life is average Mm -hmm. because it's your life and you're the one that needs to be happy living it. Yeah. I completely agree with you because I feel like a lot of people need different things. And like, like we've talked about how, you know, ourselves, we will need different things over our lives in the same breath we're going to need different things to our friends and perhaps Mm. we won't be able to understand it. You know, like, for example, some people really love material things and material things make them feel super fulfilled. Some people love a romantic relationship. That makes them feel fulfilled. Love having their friends around. Love alone time. And everyone Mm. really, really has different things that they value and that's just human nature for us all to be different. And so I think when you're having this happen to you and your friends are sort of shaming you or making you feel a certain type of way about it, really check in with yourself and be like, does it matter what they think? Yeah, well, exactly. And also, like, if if you feel shame, feeling shame can be obviously, like, an internal thing. It can Mm. be something that we feel from, like, general, like, wider society. But if they're making you feel shame for wanting simple, if, like, you're not compatible in terms of, like, your interests and therefore they are putting shame on you. Mm. Maybe you should even ask yourself, like, are they making, are they adding happiness to your life? Yeah. Because potentially a friend group that either understand the type of life that you want, like mm. the more simple type of life or friends who are just in general, more, maybe more accepting and more understanding that everyone is different. Yeah. Could offer more value to you as friends. Yeah. I think a simple life sounds great. Sounds lovely. The, I think the older I get, the more I realise that a simple life really is key. Yeah, I keep saying to my dad, <laughs> I'm like, I just want to move to like a small coastal town and just like go for a swim, cook my breakfast, mm. do some work, go for a walk. <laughs> and that's enough. You can't do that up here? Like I can, but like it's with busy. less people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you live your simple life, hun. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of curious. I'm curious about your simple life. Like what about it is simple? Can you please DM us? Yeah, I'd actually love to know because I I think that, again, like what we would think of as simple might not be simple to this person. Yeah. Which is super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good good thing. I want to hear from them for sure. Okay, so our next question is super interesting and I kind of – don't fully know what you're going to say. And I don't think you know exactly what I'm going to say. Okay. So the question is, do you believe in fate slash destiny? Does life have a purpose? I think that I'm just going to kick it off by Mm. saying that I think life can have whatever purpose you want it to have if you want it to have purpose. Mm. Some people find a lot of comfort in being like life is not meaningful or whatever Mm -hmm. they want to think. Personally, I find a lot of meaning in life Mm -hmm. and I try and really figure out what my life means to me and what I want to get Mm. out of my life. And that makes it meaningful and that makes it have purpose. Yeah, I think, not to sound cheesy, but like life has the purpose that you give it. Uh Uh-huh. And again, that's different for everyone. Yeah. On the topic of like fate and destiny, Mm -hmm. I personally don't believe in like fate or destiny as like the concepts themselves. Like Mm -hmm. I don't believe that everyone has one path that they are inevitably going to follow in their life like they're born into a certain trajectory and like they were always going to end up in a certain Mm. 
you know, career or in a certain relationship and stuff like that. Yeah. I personally am too much of a skeptic for that shit. Um, but if you believe it, that's actually – I kind of am envious of people yeah, who believe that. It it's kind of be like religious people. Like I'm envious of, like, people who believe in, like, heaven and stuff because mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a really comforting, nice thing to believe in. Yeah. But for me, I think I do believe it in, in it in a certain way because – and this is going to sound so woohoo. So, and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to explain it very uh-huh. well. But – I guess I believe in, like, fate and destiny in the way that, like, if you really know yourself and you connect with, like, what you want and who you are, like, you will end up living a life that you are, like, meant to live. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I understand what you mean. I think if you're, like, living from your heart and from your soul, then – and, like, living with good intention, then, you know, these sort of, like – this destiny or whatever mm. will sort of come to you. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm more on the on the team of like there isn't fate or destiny. There is life's what you make it. So, so let's, let's make, make it, it rock. Right. Oh. <gasps> What's the lyric? Can we do a live Google? Wait, I think it's probably right. I I I'm probably wrong. Why would it be life let's make it rock? You know? Well Hannah Montana was a rock star. Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> How does it go? Life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. No, it's definitely right. Is you're def- it? You're definitely incorrect. Oh, Sorry no. to say. Um, I can't believe I've just done that on the internet. <gasps> I'm wrong. No, you're not. I'm wrong. You're right. <laughs> Life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. I hate being wrong. I know you really <laughs> do. <gasps> I'm rarely wow. wrong. I know, it's true. I'm happy that you're right, though. Like, for you. Not happy for me. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Anyway, that's a that's a very interesting experience for me. <laughs> but life is what you make it. So, so let's, let's make, make it, it rock. rock. I've always said that, personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so I'm 26 this year and I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Please tell me I'm not the only one. Look, <laughs> you're not the only one. I feel like there's only one way there's to only answer one this answer. question. <laughs> you are not the only one. In fact, it's more rare to know what you're doing. I don't think I know anyone. In fact, they may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> Great, that's another lyric that I've been saying wrong my whole life. Wait, is I'm it? Not oh joking. my god, I was like, what have you been saying? <laughs> anyway, this is like, uh, we have actually done a whole episode on this, haven't we? I think we have. We've done episodes on a lot of things. Oh, I know, at I'm this kind point. of losing track at this uh-huh. point. But you're not the only one. Yeah. I personally, I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I also don't know what I'm doing with my life. Kirsten, do you know what you're doing with your life? She says no. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I have no friends that know what they're doing with it. Actually, I might have one friend that knows what they're doing with their life. Do you reckon? But I might ask her after this and see what she says. Well, she's getting married. She's a great career. She knows what she wants to do. Like, Yeah, but I don't know. She's got to be lost in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Ducky's like, nah, she's nah, lost. <laughs> I, I don't think that anyone knows. Look, I, I agree with that on yeah. the whole. Like, I think, and again, we're all just like, constantly trying to figure shit out yeah so you're not the only one you're not alone talk about it with your friends they guarantee you they all feel the same yeah okay so the next question is how do I be okay with not knowing what I'm doing at the moment 
So I find this really interesting because I understand the discomfort that comes from being like, okay, so I'm, am I just going to keep waking up every day doing this like routine that I have going on in my life, going to work, hanging out with my friends, doing these things whilst I have this looming fear of not knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> and what I want to, what I really want to share is the fact that you need to sit in that discomfort and just get comfortable with it because mm. I know that it can be really hard when you feel super lost and you're like, okay, but what actually is my next move? Like mm. what actually inspires me? What is going to make me feel happy long-term and things like that? But the fact is that you're not going to figure it out by sitting there just thinking about it. You mm. need to do. Yeah, I think it's what you just said, get comfortable with it and get like up close and personal with it really. Oh, yeah. Because like, you know, if you are – there's a level of thinking about it that's important. Like mm-hmm. you need to be aware of it. You need to be understanding why you feel certain things and what's not right mm-hmm. in your life right now. But there's also, like you just said, a level of you need to be able to do things to figure out what you don't currently know. Yeah. And I feel like for me it's kind of at that self-exploration kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like what we said previously, like kind of trying out different things, thinking about what would I like to try what are some things in the past that I really enjoyed? What are some things that I really enjoy now mm. that I could, you know, put more energy into mm-hmm. to see where that would take me? Yeah. Um, and I think that when you're doing that and you kind of have this overall feeling of like working towards a reality where you do feel more, like you have more direction, mm. that is, that's empowering and it's, and it's fulfilling to yeah. know that you're working towards that. Mm-hmm. Oh, love this question. This fuck, I love this question. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I really love this question. <laughs> we're editing, we're keeping that whole that whole thing in, by the way. Every time you said it, you love this question, we're keeping it in. No. <laughs> make me look like I'm good. It's funny. Okay, so I really love this question. <laughs> I'm 26, just broke up with my boyfriend. I feel like all the good ones are taken by now. Okay. I have something to say. Mm-hmm. And like, this is just a life hack. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for my life to be hacked after this. I think you might have heard this life hack before. <laughs> okay. But the thing is that what you've got to remember when you're <laughs> the between way that the you ages. Look right now, <laughs> looks like you're about to tell like a deep secret that no one's ever fathomed yeah. before. <laughs> when you're like 26 to 29, a lot of the good men could be taken Uh right yep but they're in long-term relationships that will inevitably end around around the late (laughs) 20s quite an an interesting way to answer this question we've talked about (laughs) we've talked about this with our friends before very different but there are a lot of people who are in long-term relationships at this point and they're not all gonna last so what you're saying is wait for the good guys to break up girlfriend yes and then do the work after uh-huh. and then they'll be ready and they'll be ripe for the picking okay so I don't disagree with you at all I Thank just thought you. it was funny because like <laughs> the way you explained it I don't disagree with you and the way that I was going to explain it <laughs> not trying to say my way was better in fact your way was probably better because it was funnier the good ones can't be all taken because like this person has just come out of a relationship and they're not taken. Exactly. And they're they're one of the good ones and we know that because they listen to this podcast. Yes. How could you possibly be anything other than great if you listen to this podcast? Exactly. So 
yeah, the fact that you are here and single and ready for love, ready for the picking, as Ducky would say. Yeah. Shows that the good ones aren't taken because there are, you know, things change in people's lives and then yeah, breakups happen. <laughs> also, also something to note is I'm a very firm believer in the green light, orange light, red light mm-hmm. theory. And you may find that people still have their red light on and perhaps they're not ready or things like that. You might have your red light on. You're looking at me so condescendingly right now. No, I'm thinking I don't have my red light on. You fucking have. <laughs> you have a fucking stop sign on. That's what you have on. Honestly. Okay. Look, that's a fair... It, this isn't about me. No, it's Let's, not about you. It's about this person. Let's yes. focus on them. But the thing is, is that a lot of the time it can feel, and I totally understand what you mean, because there is this feeling of like, are there even any good single people left? Oh, like, I feel like that every time on Tinder or Bumble mm-hmm. or Hinge. Whichever one wants to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Whichever one would like to sponsor. I'll exclusively use that from now on. But seriously, like a lot of the time you can feel that way. But there are a lot of people out there who like are just working through things, you know, maybe in a similar boat to you have just come out of a relationship and want to do the work or want to like work on spending time with themselves before they're ready to date again. So even though it can feel that way, I totally understand it. It's not like a forever thing. Mm -hmm. That's important to remember. And like people get divorced at 40, you know. Yeah. So, like, people, like, <laughs> like even if you're single when you, no, my point is, <laughs> fucking, I'm such a mess, but Ducky's whole, Ducky's whole point of view is just wait for people to be heartbroken. <laughs> no, my point is that there are always, no matter what age you are, I do believe that there's always going to be people that you can connect with romantically. I completely agree. Yeah. There's like too no, many people aside, in the world. I completely agree. Yeah. Don't fucking drag me from across the table, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we have, for the last question, a bit of a spicier one in terms of, I don't think we've ever spoken about this specific thing before. Yeah. This person asked, I don't think I want biological children. Is this fair on others? For example, my boyfriend and my parents. Mm. And this is super interesting to me because I do think that as two women in our late 20s at the moment, we are thinking more about whether we'd want to start a family one day or when we would, or, you know, all those things, or, like, if it's the right decision, when it would happen for us. Mm. And I have actually, as someone who I'm really quite on the fence about whether I will want to have children one day, I have actually thought quite a lot about will my parents be, you know, a bit disappointed that they won't have that from me. And, like, my parents are not in any way, like, pressuring in in terms of that kind of thing. Mm. Like, I've actually asked my mum this before, like, will you be disappointed? And she was like, no, you do what you want. Mm. But, like... I do think it's something that we we grow to think about. Totally. And yeah. I, I often think when I think about the idea of having children, I literally think, oh, my God, but my parents would be such amazing grandparents. Exactly. And that's something that obviously is something to be considered in some way. Like for me mm. personally, like that would be really important to me that I have parents that would be great grandparents because I'm similar to you. I'm sort of on the fence. I have no idea whether it's something that I will do. Mm-hmm. But – 
I do think that that's something that makes me lean more towards it. And I'm sure if I had a partner who really wanted to have children, I would be more inclined to. Or if I had a partner who didn't want to have children, I would feel more inclined to do that. It obviously depends on circumstance and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I think that's really important to note. When it comes to the actual thing of like, I don't want to have biological children, Mm -hmm. but I feel pressured to do so. Yes. I think it's really important to remember that as a woman, you are the one who is going through the pregnancy Mm -hmm. and who is going to experience a lot of things that your partner will not experience and that your parents will not experience. Yeah. And also in terms of, on top of that, like that is obviously so valid, but even once the child's born, yeah. if you don't want kids, you've got a whole life of yeah. having a child. Like, I think the use of the word fair here, like, is it fair on others if I don't want kids, mm. is totally understandable in mm. terms of, um, you know, having that question in your mind of, like, is it fair on my partner? Is it fair on my parents? But I do think it's unfair on you mm. to be putting this pressure on yourself in terms of like I need to make sure that the decision I make about having children or not having children is fair on the people around me. Yeah. Because I really I think we mentioned it before like having a kid is the most it's the biggest commitment of your whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Like if you aren't fully in it, if you're not sure and this person seems like they actually are sure they don't want kids. Mm. I don't think that anyone else's needs no should really be overriding yours i think that instead of focusing on what's fair for others you should be focusing on what's fair on yourself Mm -hmm. and it is not fair to put pressure on yourself to have children to satisfy other people exactly because it's your life it's also probably not fair on the kid if we're being honest honestly yeah (laughs) anyway let's like end the episode in that beautiful light-hearted note i think we should end the episode with life's what you make it so So let's let's make make it rock that's hot Life's what you make it, so let's make it hot. (laughs) That's our new merch top. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Don't. Don't We can talk about that later. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, we're really thrilled to have you here with us today. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. You can find us on Instagram at tbh.pod. That's where we will be posting the question box every week for unprofessional opinions and just general kind of, what would you say that we, shit posting? Is that what you would say we I'd do? I'd say shit posting, yeah. <laughs> I'd say shit posting too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can find my beautiful co-host Miss Reedy on Instagram at Cara R. Reedy. You can find me on Instagram at Amanda Ducks. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode and you haven't left us a review yet, we would really, really appreciate particularly a five-star review, but whatever suits you. If you're Mm. listening to us on YouTube, hello, we're watching us on YouTube. Hi. Hi. Uncomfortable (laughs) in a good way. Uh, We'd love if you could subscribe. It would really support us and we'd really appreciate it very much. We would. Okay. As always, guys, we'll see you next Friday. Have a beautiful, stunning, magnificent, lovely week. Yes, have that. Okay. Bye. Bye.